Welcome to Brightline Living, the official podcast of Brightline Eating, where we focus on living a life free from food obsession and filled with peace and unstoppability. Each week, Dr. Susan Pierce Thompson, New York Times bestselling author and founder of Brightline Eating, will cover topics ranging from food addiction to fascinating science and how to live a bright life. Now here's Susan with the audio version of this week's blog. Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. I want to talk today about the first bright line, no sugar. Sugar is the first bright line. There's a lot of different kinds of sugar, of course. Um, I think the reason for the first bright line really comes from the highly refined, processed, manufactured sugar, you know, white sugar, uh, brown sugar, powdered sugar, um, high fructose corn syrup, right? Those sorts of things. But because the brains of certain folks like me, folks who are really high on the susceptibility scale. And if you don't know where you're at on the susceptibility scale, you can take the quiz right at brightlineeating.com. I think we also have it at foodfreedomquiz.com or foodaddictionquiz.com. But if you haven't taken that quiz yet and you don't know where you are on a scale from one to 10, you might want to do that. I'm a 10, which means my brain wires up really readily to these addictive foods. Um, My brain is susceptible to the pull of addictive foods. And what happens when you have a brain like that is that a lifetime of exposure to processed sugars makes you more sensitive to other sugars too, like honey. So unfortunately, honey and maple syrup and molasses, those sorts of foods are also um, part of the sugar bright line. Now, in addition, we also don't eat um, fruit juice or um, concentrated fruit sources like raisins and stuff like dried fruit. Um, But we do eat whole fresh fruit. It turns out that the fiber in whole fresh fruit um, has a really protective offsetting um, effect so that as long as we eat it with a meal, um, which we do in Bright Line Eating, we can eat fruit just fine. Now, in today's vlog, all of this is available, you know, in the first book, Bright Line Eating, The Science of Living Happy, Thin, and Free. It's available in the second book, the official Bright Line Eating cookbook. It's available on our website when we talk about the four bright lines. Um, It's available in the Bright Line Eating Bootcamp, the 14-Day Challenge, and so forth. But here's uh, what I haven't talked about at length and what I want to shoot this vlog about there is a way, and I'm, I guess I'm speaking particularly to America because I think this is um, specific to American regulations, although it might be true in other places around the world as well. I want to speak to this way that companies can sneak sweeteners into their products without having to disclose it on the ingredients label. And it's under the guise of natural flavors, Natural flavors can be sweeteners, and they don't have to say that. They can just put sugar right in there and call it a natural flavor. Um, This has proven to be problematic um, with some herbal teas, for example. Celestial Seasonings has a really um, coincidentally quite delicious line of herbal teas, um, like Bengal Spice Tea and Blueberry Tea. Um, And if you're like, ooh, that's really delicious. That's very sweet. Uh, And if you read the ingredients, it's got natural flavors in it. Um, Now, this first came to my attention years ago. 
I was um, working with someone, sponsoring them in the 12-step food addiction program I was in, and she had been pretty neutral with her food for a long time. She'd been abstaining from sugar and flour for a long time, and suddenly she started talking about having cravings, like she was having cravings again, out of the blue. And we sort of puzzled over it, and uh, I asked her a lot of questions about what she was eating, and we narrowed it down and and we realized it was this tea that she'd started drinking. She'd started drinking Bengal spice tea. And uh, without being aware of there being um, a sweetener in there at all, it was starting to trigger her addictive mind in other ways where she was suddenly wanting to eat off her plan, just, you know, driving to the mall, being in the mall, suddenly these places that sold, you know, these foods, they were calling to her where they hadn't been before. Um, so that's where it first crossed my radar. Now, I also noticed myself using those teas kind of addictive, kind of addictively. I'm going to tell you the story and you're going to laugh at me. Yeah, kind of addictively, Susan, uh, where I would uh, drink the tea and then over time I would notice that I would be using two tea bags and then three and then brewing it really, really, really strong. And, you know, over the course of a day, I might have like five cups of tea with three tea bags in it. So now I'm drinking like a box of tea a day, right? Um, And that's how uh, I started to like get curious about like what's in this stuff? Why is it ramping up for me? I have a, my mind is certifiable. Like my brain just, you know, if there's a way to get addicted to it, I will. So um, that was one of the ways that I started looking into this natural flavors thing because I got really curious. I was like, there's got to be something in here because I can feel my brain getting really, really hooked on it. So, um, you know, I have mentioned this before, and I remember a thread in one of our Bright Line Eating communities where um, people were kind of all over the map with it. People were sort of like, um, oh, yeah, I can't drink that tea. It's too sweet. Other people were like, I drink it. It's fine for me. And what I want to say is that's okay. I just want to give you this information so that you can be aware and then you can be responsible, right? You can keep an eye on your own program. Here's what I want to say. If it's working for you, you don't need to stop drinking it just because now you've watched this vlog. I don't want to come in and ruin your Bengal spice tea party, right? Um, Go ahead and enjoy your tea if it's working for you. But now that you have the information, you can ask yourself, some basic questions like, well, am I, um, am I free with my food? Am I free from food cravings? Is my mind not bothering me about needing more of that tea or a second cup of tea or other foods? Am I not breaking my bright lines? Um, is my weight loss proceeding on track or am I stable at maintenance? Because here's another thing. Research shows that Um, the reward value of foods like these sort of light up exciting foods like sweeteners, for example, um, they are the dominant factor that keeps the brain forcing us to stay at a higher adiposity set point. So if your weight loss isn't proceeding the way you want it to be, then maybe the tea isn't working for you. I just want to say like, if you're looking for, you know, a way to tweak your program to get it working better, this is something to consider, something to look into. If your weight loss is fine, you're at maintenance or you're, you're taking off your weight and you're neutral and stable with your food, you're not breaking your bright lines and you have a cup of that tea when you want some and then don't need any more, then it's working and you don't have to worry about it. Um, in this same vein, I just wanted to say that kind of an analogous thing is um, I have encountered 
uh, veggie burgers that have some sort of starches or fillers or maybe they're coated with something or something like that. Um, and they're just, they're a little triggering as well, right? So um, even though it doesn't say flour, there are certain kinds of starch that can also have a similar effect. They're essentially refined carbohydrates, and you could consider looking out for those too. So um, I've seen kind of the same backdoor phenomenon where someone whose food was neutral and steady for a long period of time started having cravings, and we were able to trace it back to those veggie burgers that they started eating. So that's another thing to, um, to sort of consider is the, the strange starch things that they sometimes put in those. So yeah, um, it's, it's an interesting thing to note how physiological this addiction is, right? Even when your behaviors are clean and you're working your program solid, um, it's something to look at if cravings start to crop up out of the blue to really look at what you're letting into your mouth and what might be triggering those cravings because physiological cravings can come from just consuming the substance itself even if you don't know that you're consuming it. So I just wanted to give you that heads up. It's been something that I've discovered over the years. And that's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week.